Omar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shout out to Omar. We hope you listen and heard yeah. that. We love yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Omar doesn't like the cold people. Sorry for saying Sorry Media presents the Purr Podcast, the best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. Hello, this is Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. This is the Purr Podcast, and I'm here with Dr. Kelly. Hi, Yola. Hi, everyone. It's nice to see everyone again. This is week two with the awesome Dr. Mia. Thank you. It is so wonderful to be here with you again today. Yes, and we had a cliffhanger uh, last week when we said that we're going to talk about optimism. Why? Why? Why Why optimism? Because the alternative is... Pessimism. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's not good. But there's, there's lots of things going on right now in the world that can make us very pessimistic. Yes. And and so why is it so important to have a yeah, positive view on life, you think? So in my opinion, I think that it's what gets us through. I am a firm believer. One of my life mantras, we all have multiple life mantras. One of mine is that there's always an upside. And that doesn't mean that there's not harsh, horrible things happening. It doesn't mean we don't have really, really bad days. Um, we know it's happening in society. We know there's an, an active war going on right now. And yet... In each day and in each given moment, there's something that we can be positive about and we can choose to be part of the solution or part of the problem in any given moment. And I choose to be part of the solution as much as I can. I like that. I like that. I like that. It's a very active stance. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And it's funny because every time when I see you, you, I I get a smile. So you radiate this positivism. So it's not only for yourself, but you radiate it to other people too. And I love that. Thank you. I love that. So, so but on the other side of the coin, do you ever have feelings that you're like, do I have to be? Happy again. I am human. I am human as the next person. Although, I mean, my default is pretty high energy. (laughs) In fact, my husband and I were just talking about this. And I remember my, um, one of my roommates in undergrad, I'd get up for my 8 a.m. class and I'd be all cheery and whistling a tune. And she's like, do you have to be in such a good mood? So early, Amber Rohde, that was a shout out to you. So, so I, by default, am high energy optimism, but I But it's interesting. I think if people only know me superficially, they might think I don't have a lot of depth because I am just naturally that optimistic person. But the reality is um, I see the challenges. I feel them myself. Mm. I have bad days just like everyone else. And I allow allow myself to. There's some days that I'll just stay inside and read and chill. And I need that too, just like everyone else. And yet there are things that I can focus on that that are going well. And I can be part of the solution and try to move things forward. So you mentioned a couple of bad day tools. Mm-hmm. What kind of tools do you use if you have a bad day? And then we'll go to the optimistic. Sure. Oh, sure. So for me, it's about having a, a really strong foundation. So when the bad days hit, I've got something in my reserves. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, one thing is meditation. And I know some people, the people that do it, get it. And other people are like, ah, are you what? What is that? Do mm. you really want to do it? And I have not meditated my whole life, but since I've started, which has been about five or six years, it really does help me have that mindful, focused foundation um, and gives me some space 
so that when the bad things happen, I can deal with it without yeah. just reacting negatively. And so for me, I use the calm.com app. I don't know oh, if y'all have heard that. of that. I heard of it. It yeah. is wonderful. There's a oh, free good. version of it. And what I love, well, there's so many things that it does. It has walking meditations. I could go on and on. But the one thing that I really love about it the most is it has a 10 minute guided meditation every day that is aligned with whatever's going on in the world. So if it was National yeah. Kindness Day, they would talk about that. Oh. If there's a war going on, hypothetically or not, they yeah. would talk about that. So it's a guided meditation based in reality and what's going on today. And I will tell you, on the days that I have long speaking days, I've started to notice this. If I don't meditate in the morning versus the days that I do, I am so much more grounded um, on the days, specifically when I'm speaking, because, you know, that takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, but so I think that holds true for anything. So that's one thing is, and for me, it's, meditation for everyone has their own um, pathways of focusing on well-being and so knowing what those are taking time to be self-aware and bringing those into your day on a daily basis mm. so then on the not so good days you, you have that foundation that's one thing that i would highly recommend for me it's painting I love painting. Mm, yeah, so I'm, I'm a complete extrovert, as you know. Yes. Um, and I love people and I love their energy and I get more energy by seeing people. Yes. Um, but sometimes I just need to be on my own. Yes. And that, but that's what happens with painting. So I can be just completely introvert there. And it really, yeah, grounds you again. It's the yes. same as meditation, I guess. So You should share with folks, and I forget what it is, but the Facebook group for... The artist in Art Vet Now? Art Vet Now, yeah. Okay, yes. So, and everybody can be a member. Yes. And uh, everybody can either enjoy the art or be part of the art. Yeah, and that, for me, I enjoy it. I, mm -hmm. I can't even draw a stick figure. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I crayons and coloring, Don't you know, I could go yeah. forever, but I love getting on there and looking at everyone else's yeah, artwork. Yeah, some very creative stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what about you, Kelly? What's your, what do you do to ground yourself? I exercise. So either I'm doing weights every morning, so we get up really early, and then I'm also, um, four or five years ago, started taking ballet, oh, which oh, I never did my entire really? life. Wow. So I do that four nights a week. <gasps> How Four wonderful. nights every yeah. week. Yeah. Wow. Do you perform? No. Well, we're supposed to be doing a show in June, but it'll be my first time. Where? Like Where? Just in Brantford in our like in our studio show. The Nutcracker. Don't you want to go? Yes. <laughs> yes. It is one of those things. I always tell people who find something in your life that when you're doing it, you don't think about anything else. Yeah. Um, you're in that state of flow. Yeah. It's yes. so nice. But so. it's also the perfect combination of music with expression i love that yes and it's a double dip so do you guys know what a well-being double dip is no okay so i first heard this term from marcy kirk uh, from the avma her. if you yeah. don't know her y'all yeah. shout out to marcy yes she's mm -hmm. awesome awesome um but we were talking about well-being and and she introduced me to this idea of the double dip and that are the activities that hit all nine dimensions of well-being from creativity from um, work career emotional spiritual Physical. I thought it was six. There nine. nine. There's nine. Wow. There's been nine. The, the true one that, that Ohio State and others oh. started with. But there's, you know, there's oh. different versions. They're all valid. But nine is the kind of okay. long-term one. But it's the activities that tap into oh, all nine up. or at least multiple. Mm -hmm. Because if you tell someone like, oh, you need to really focus on the nine dimensions of well-being, it's like you could get overwhelmed very easily. Mm -hmm. yeah. So for me, it's stand-up paddleboarding. Very cool. Stand-up paddleboarding. Oh, oh, I do that too. Do 
So I actually, because someone challenged me once, I was like, well, what does that have to do with the worker career dimension of well-being? Mm -hmm. My bonus daughter and I created a marketing campaign yeah. for Pride VMC yeah. while out on our stand-up paddle board. Nice. So, nice, 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 nice. Yes. Ah, no, I do the pedal board thing. So I bought my pedal board two years ago. Yes. Last year, I didn't do any because the weather was uh, kind of against us. But uh, but I love it. It's wonderful. Yeah. It was one of my sanity points through COVID. We have a little oh, lake, yeah, a little lake yeah. about a mile from our house. Yeah. And we we had just purchased, my husband and I, we're, you know, no more material gifts. It's experiences or activities that we uh -huh. like to do together. So we got each other stand-up paddle boards right before Isn't COVID the hit. material gifts? Yeah, but it's an activity we do okay. together. So okay. it's not a piece of paper. Yeah, good point, good point. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> so, but we went to this little lake. Not a soul would be on it. We could yeah. be out there even in the yes. height of COVID and feel safe and that we weren't hurting anyone else. And it really did help keep me sane. Yeah. I have not oh, had hard. so much muscle pain after a day yeah. in the pedal. Yes, because of the little micro. I know. Yeah. It's I have micro never movements. Tried yeah. the balance I can thing. Well, it I is never, uh, as a ballerina, you'd be all over it. You could yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. for you, you would step on it and be grateful yes. Yes. throughout the whole leg. Agreed. For me, it is step on it, fall off. Oh, yeah, me too. You know, it's, yes. it's just... And I love it anyway. In fact, I like to fall off because I like being in the water. So it all That's works true. Out. That's <laughs> true. That's true. So, no, it's it's wonderful. So, I'm really happy. I have, I have one of those inflatable things. Me too. Okay, That's what we okay, have. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love it. We have to go sometime then. We should. Yes. You know, and it's inflatable, but so I can bring it these Yes, exactly. Does Chibi go? I don't think that the whole. Yeah. Yeah. So Has the first, no, no. The funny thing he is, for the when I got Chippy, one of the first thing I did within like a week or two, put him on the pedal ball. Yes. And then made him swim, which he didn't like that much. So no. he, you know, he's anything not a wet, anything wet, because he's a yeah. cat. He hates wet. So during the snow in Kansas, yeah. so he ran outside, then he hit that white stuff, and he ran back inside. <laughs> and so yeah, he's so a cat. Do, do you now like? Shovel him a little spot when it snows, so he has those little. He doesn't like that either. Oh, no. it's it's wet and cold that oh. are not doing the things. He reminds me though. of Omar. Omar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shout out to Omar. We hope you listen and yeah. heard that. We love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Omar doesn't like a cold either, mm -mm. but but it's yeah, it's it's weird. He's uh, he's like a little cat yes. for sure. So, but uh, yeah, so uh, let's go back to the optimism. Okay. Um. I, I think that, uh, no, let's go back to meditation. I okay. think cats are great meditators. They are the Zen masters. That's of what the I world. wanted to say. Yes. Well, Eckhart Tolle, that was his his focus always. And I could not agree more. When you see one laying in the sunlight, just being perfectly in the moment, in bliss with very mm. simplicity around them. Yeah. They're the ultimate Zen masters. And they, you know, they, they radiate so much rest or so much balance. Yes. So that's why I think cats are, yeah, ultimate yes. end masters. I like that. Yes. Wait, can we go back to one thing? Yeah. So you said earlier you were an extrovert. Yes. Do you mind, Kelly, sharing if you're an introvert or an extrovert? I really don't know anymore if I'm an extrovert oh. or an introvert. Oh. There you go. Okay. I, I would probably classify myself as an extrovert, but. Okay. So maybe you are going to join me in what I and 100% sure that I am, but others think yeah. I'm not, is an ambivert. Ambivert. Ambivert, yes. which is someone that still gets their energy at times from people in social situations, but also at other times gets their energy from being alone. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ambivert. Okay, I like yes. I'll take yes. it. Yes. So yeah, I like that. I like that. I've yeah, been so. torn about that. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. And everyone, in like my family members and, and friends that know me well, always like, oh, you are you don't know yourself. You're an extrovert. <laughs> 
if you knew me, you yeah, actually yeah. realize that this ambivert thing is actually spot on. I like that. Yeah. That, that's that's good. That's why I call myself a perennial. Exactly. You know. Yes, a perennial chasm jumper. Yeah, that, yeah well, that's true. What are you sitting yeah. in next to where the chasm jumper uh, came up? I can't remember. I can remember sitting next to you. Yeah, we were yeah. both like, oh, chasm that's jumper. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I put it immediately in my LinkedIn yes. profile. Yeah, so that was good. Um, let's see, where, where were we? So what you're having um so you're also a person that has a company on your own yes how did that how does that go because i know that in veterinary medicine there's a lot of veterinarians that think that you know what we're doing right now might not be the thing maybe mm -hmm. i should work for myself so how did you make that decision because you know you were you know pretty high up in in uh, association management and before that you had a really good career in business and still you decided to go for yourself well, so two things on that. One, I want to first say, though, for those out there that are thinking maybe they're doing they want to look into another career path, whether they're a veterinarian or a veterinary technician with those degrees, there are so many different career pathways open. Mm. So just putting that out there and a lot of folks already know that. But I hope if you haven't done, you will do a whole podcast just talking about all those different pathways. Mm. So know that if you're out there and listening. Mm. And then for me, I kind of thought in the back of my mind that I would always have my own business because I do consider myself a change agent oh, good. and an entrepreneur chasm jumper. and a chasm jumper perennially, yeah. <laughs> uh, but not perennially. <laughs> um, but I, I was, I thought the time would be a little bit later, but that it was just such, there were so many things going on that I knew the time was right for me to jump. And so I was confirmed when I went to Janet Donlin, who I love. Oh, I Shout love out her. to Dr. Janet Donlin, my boss at the time. And I shared with her my plan that I was giving my notice at the AVMA because I wanted to start my own business. Mm -hmm. and she was wonderful. And she tried to talk me out of it in a good way, not yeah. in a, oh, right? And then once she realized I was serious, she's like, oh, then the AVMA is going to be your first client. And it uh, made me feel so good and so reinforced wow. that, okay, wow. I, I can do this. Yeah. And, and, it's and it's interesting because I do much of the same work that I did in my previous organizations yeah. and all of my bosses gave me almost complete autonomy. So it's not like I ever felt constrained, but it's different, right? When you're completely on your own yeah. and you can hundred percent say yes to the things that you want to, it allows me to live my person, my personal purposes, my professional purpose in ways that I could have never done while working for another organization. And I, and I would say, I had some things, I mean, I have a ton of privilege, right? That yeah. allowed me to be able to do that. And it is a huge financial risk, right? When you mm -hmm. start out on your own. Yeah. Um, and so I had some things going, it wasn't just a wild, hey, let's see if this is gonna work, right? Mm -hmm. I had some things in place, so I had a foundation, but then I just, you know, tapped into my network and did it. And, it's, and did it, and did it amazingly. Oh, thank you, <laughs> yes. thank you. Yes, so, I, you know, I. I love working with you and and like i said you're, you're such an optimist it's great but you also i think ground people really well so mm. uh, i know you did a dni thing for us mm. and and it's really really appreciated and talking about that mm -hmm. we need to drop another name which is dr Kemma marshall oh, and we need to yes. get her on Speaking the show of go gators sure. class of 99. exactly exactly so uh what's your relationship with Kemba <gasps> and why so I'm in love with Kimba Marshall. Yeah, I'm too, by the yes. way. Yes. Oh my gosh. So she is a classmate. So that we started our relationship in in maybe '94 because he graduated in '99, and we had a very fun, gregarious, outgoing, collaborative class. So just mm. by nature of the classmates, we were very close and mm. had a lot of fun together. But we really got close um, actually right around the time that George Floyd was murdered. Mm. So Kimba reached out to me and said, 
why are all these people asking me what can they do? Mm. And I was like, well, because you're awesome and smart mm -hmm. and black. And mm -hmm. she's like, yes, I know that. And so do they, <laughs> but you know, they need to figure out on their own. Mm. So I said, yes. And so we just had this conversation around. It was very informal. It's like a chit chat, friendly, yeah. friend, yeah. friend to friend conversation. Yeah. And so, but because I'm so solution oriented, I said, well, you know what, let's create something that is an answer to what can I do? Yeah. So whether anyone asks you or I or anyone else, what can I do in terms of social injustice, unrest? Mm -hmm. How can I be part of the solution? We can hand in this tool. So we created this, what I think is an amazing Google. I am a big mm -hmm. fan of Google, mm -hmm. Google spreadsheet that lists probably well, hundreds of different resources and categories something you could watch, people that you could follow on social media, the experts out there in this space, videos you could watch, books you could read, et cetera. And so then when people asked us, what can I do? We could just send them that link. So we created that and mm -hmm. then we're like, well, this was fun and we love spending time together. Let's do a Zoom, let's do a Zoom together. So we just put out on Facebook and LinkedIn, hey, Kim and Mia are going to gather for a Zoom call. And this was probably about a month and a half after George Floyd was mm -hmm. murdered. And we're gonna talk about it. And we don't have all the answers, but we love each other and we love this profession. And most of the people that we connected with were within the profession. Although several people, including my aunt and my brother ended up being on the Zoom call. <laughs> but we had over a hundred people that just joined the Zoom and just asked questions and listened. And we went into breakouts. And so that was a different pathway where our, our relationship as friends from vet school took us. And since then we've been presenting together at conferences. We just do so much together. We have a monthly Zoom call, so we stay connected. And I just saw her two weeks ago in St. Louis and she's just amazing. And she has since launched Marshall Recruiting Consortium. Uh, yeah. So in, in addition to his full, her full-time day job running a farm for Purina, she um, is focused on recruiting diverse voices, diverse individuals, not only in veterinary profession, but also in the animal health space and ag space. So she is amazing. That leads us to the discussion about uh, being comfortable being ah, uncomfortable. Yes. So, yes. Because she played a big role there too. You played a big role there too in kind of creating this space where you can be. So, well, let's talk about how we mm -hmm. got there, what mm -hmm. that was. And so, um, a big part of allyship is being comfortable being uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? If you're wanting to say something and speaking up, even if you think you don't have all the answers and you want to support people, you just start doing it on the pathway to self education. Mm -hmm. And so this, we named ourselves the Getting Comfortable Being Uncomfortable Group. And Yola was part of it. I was mm -hmm. a part of it, Kimba. And 85, I yeah, think, yeah. was the final number. Yeah. Veterinarians, vet technicians, industry execs, all just to got, got together on their own time. None of this was a paid role for anyone. And we just went through together the Purdue DNI certificate mm -hmm. course. And it was a multi-week course. I think it was 12 modules. 12, 12 modules. And we just created a calendar where we would have routine Zoom calls where we'd be debrief. Well, what did we learn in this module? What worked well? What didn't we understand? And I would facilitate them, but really it was everyone had equal footing in terms of just extending their own learning in the DEI space. Mm. And that was a wonderful experience. And out of that came the student interactivity that Kimba led mm. with Dr. Kathy. Yeah, that's awesome. Which you missed last week. I know. Oh, that's I just know. two days I ago. So bad. But come to the next one if yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, it was course. wonderful. But in yeah. that one, we engaged as part of the project, you have to do volunteer work. Mm -hmm. And one of them that we did that uh, Kimba arranged was spending time with students, answering their questions, getting them excited about veterinary medicine. So, so all this is of that run by a veterinarian that that. That, yes. that has a class right now. Yes. She's amazing. Exactly. Okay, Kathy Nandro. Yes. Yes. So we love her. Yeah, she's awesome. So and 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 those 
I can't remember that I was like that as a kid because those kids are so intelligent. They are so intelligent. And, and, and do you know questions. that we were finally kind of in person with them? You know, all oh, the really? other Zoom was all Zoom. They were in their oh, classroom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They oh, were yeah. in their classroom, oh, so we got to nice. see them. It was so wonderful. Yes. Yeah, because they needed to be protected and that sort of thing. And too. you'll love this. Guess what was running around the classroom? A dog. A cat. <laughs> a cat. It was like up. They had a shelf. Oh, really? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like, what yeah. is that? Because it was zooming so fast, yeah. and then they brought it down. It was a cat that oh. they had adopted from Mexico. Oh, that yeah. is so nice. Look so at that. So getting comfortable you know. being uncomfortable is a great, great mantra mm. for just approaching life, and it's tied mm. into optimism, right? Mm. Because you know you're not always going to have the answer. Yeah. And if we really approach the world with that growth mindset that Carol Dweck defined and has all kinds of research around, mm -hmm. it's that, well, what can I learn from this? And mm -hmm. yes, I'm going to fail. And if I fail, it's probably the best way to learn anyway. So it's a win-win. And we're only going to really have that optimal growth if we are outside of or in the edge of our comfort zone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where we got to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where we learn and grow and can support each other better. That's awesome. That is awesome. This is a awesome ending of our podcast. Yay. Yeah. I, you know, we can talk for hours. Yes. Yeah. I would love that. Yes. It's been such Although fun. you have to run. So, I that, do. you know, it's uh, it <laughs> has been day. great. Dr. Mia Carey on the Per Podcast. Uh, you can get more information at perpodcast.net. If you like what you hear, give us a five star rating. That's it. That's it. So, Dr. Kelly, anything to finish with? Oh, I just want to say it's been really wonderful speaking with you. We just met for the first time yeah, today, it's so, so it's, fun. Been, it's been amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, and August, Consultations in Feline Internal Medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs, and you can follow her on social media with the handle at CatPetSusan. Dr. Yurla Kirpenstein is a diplomate of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at GVETSX. This episode is made possible by the generous sponsorship of the Take the Pledge Against Struvites in Pets Facebook page. Did you know there are three easy steps to treat bladder stones in cats with lower urinary tract signs? Step one is to take a radiograph, and if there is a stone present in the bladder, step two is to use the Minnesota Urolith app for iPhone and Android to determine the most likely type of stone. Step three is to treat the cat for at least two to three weeks with an appropriate diet and see if the stone gets smaller. If so, keep feeding that diet until the stone is completely gone on follow-up radiographs. If not, check compliance with the owner and look for alternative treatment options. 
Join veterinarians worldwide to take the pledge not to remove struvite stones by surgery anymore. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page at per podcast.